All right. Welcome to the Scottish Clans podcast. My name is Clint Edwards. This is episode one. And we are doing our debut of this podcast. I'm excited about it. There's a lot of things that I've just been dying to talk about with anybody who is interested and cares to listen. And I'm grateful for your presence here with me today. If you are interested in Scottish history, you may have, in the course of finding this podcast, already looked for Scottish history podcasts, and you've there are a few other po- Scottish history podcasts out there. However, none of them take this specific slant. Scottish clans are, I believe they're taken for granted within Scottish history. They are, they are inextric- inextricably linked to the history of Scotland, and yet people at large misunderstand what a Scottish clan was, how it operated, how it was organized, and what I would like to do is just present some quality information on a subject that I know a lot of people are interested in, especially those who have ancestry from Scotland or have just become interested in another through another angle, such as a movie that features Scottish clans. There are a few major ones out there that have had some pretty big names in them. But we're going to look at diving into the truth and try to try to bring some of this fascinating history to life. There are so many good stories about this about this subject. And another thing that makes it so much fun to me is the fact that just during the course of my everyday life, I bump into people who have these names. It is a part of our current society, and I am just speaking for myself. I live in the western United States of America, and this is these are names that I see on a, on a daily basis. Now, I want to talk about specifically what this podcast is going to be about. I will be discussing Scottish history specifically as it relates to the clans and the role that they played in the history. The role they played in the Scottish history, but also the role they played in more localized events that may or may not have had an impact on the history of the nation as a whole. The historical range that I'll be covering is from the early medieval ages. For instance, during the times that we read, read about the kingdoms of Dalriada, uh, the Britons of Strathclyde, the Angles of Northumbria and southeast Scotland, the Picts, and their different kingdoms they had, such as Fortru. Uh, we'll be starting maybe during that time period, and, and when I say starting, I mean that'll be the earliest that we go back into and really focus on to any degree not necessarily where we're starting in chronological order of the episodes that make up this podcast. On the other end of the chronological timetable, we'll take it clear up to maybe even into the Scottish regiments that came about after the Battle of Culloden. I want to dive into the, the nature of clanship. How was a clan organized? How did they function? And even when it comes to that, were there varieties 
of ways that that could and what were the common threads that ran through all of the clans within Scotland and what were the differences. I want to focus on specific clans. Some of the episodes in this podcast will really be focusing on perhaps just the Campbells or just the Mackays uh, to name uh, as, as two amongst many others that we'll focus on. I also want to look at the origin of the clans generally and the origin of specific clans and, and where those clans came from. Who is this show for? This show is for anybody who's interested in Scottish history generally because, like I said earlier, the clans and their histories are a part of this bigger framework. But also, being more specific, those who have personal ties to Scotland and want to know more about their heritage, especially those who can trace back their ancestry to one of the major clans of Scotland or the minor clans of Scotland and want to know specifically about that kindred that they're descended from. Why did I feel this show is necessary? Well, as I mentioned earlier, there are no other podcasts specifically devoted to the Scottish clans. Now, I'm speaking in the context of podcasts, we could broaden that context out to what's available online through any media, through any, through any venue, whether it's a website or YouTube or Facebook. Facebook has a lot of things that are specific to each clan. They, many of the clans have their own specific Facebook page with thousands possibly of members or at least hundreds. However, I, in my searching for good material on the Scottish clans, I have found that there is a lot of material on the internet about the Scottish clans, but a lot of the sources that those who just want to get online and find something out about their ancestors... They'll go to specific. There's only there's a handful of sources that will pop up at the top of a Google search, and those all those sources seem to circulate the same information. Now there is a lot of actual academic material written on this, but you got to dig much deeper. And I've spent some time doing that, and I found some quality resources, but they're not had in the more popular sources, and and some of them. Are but you have to search within those popular sources, such as a Wikipedia article. Wikipedia, as anybody who has written an academic paper knows, is not a good site to source, or a correction, a good source to cite in your bibliography of the paper. <coughs> Pardon me. However, many of those Wikipedia articles are well cited and have some gateways to some really good sources that are out there. And I've spent some time digging in those. What I would like to do is bring those sources to light for you to complement the sources that you may have already gone to and learned a little bit of information from. Now, what I'm not doing is... I'm, I'm not a hater, and I'm not here to say that those other popular websites don't hold any good, uh, good information. They do. However, there are some significant flaws in that presentation. 
that they offer you of the information from whatever specific clan that you're researching. And I'll go into that a little bit more deeper here in a second. One of the other problems is those academic sources. Anybody who spent any amount of time in academia can be rather dry. Now, I understand the concept of what is dry and what's not dry is very subjective. And what is fascinating to one person will make the eyes of another person glaze over and they'll want to go take a nap. So I'm not here to tell you what's dry and what's not dry, but in my own personal opinion, some of the academic stuff out there is pretty dry. Now, I understand why they have to be because oftentimes their audience that they're writing to are other scholars and they have to go to great lengths to back up their point that they're making and in doing so they will really really go into some fine detail which will lose a lot of other people who are not as well versed in that subject and so what I would like this podcast to do is to function as a liaison between the guy who, or, or gal who doesn't necessarily want to write a, a PhD thesis on this but wants quality information. And so I'm going to take that academia and I'm going to turn around and I'm going to present it in a way that I hope that is attractive and easy to understand and engaging for the average person who doesn't have a ton of background in this. But I think in doing so, because of where we're going for these sources, it will be attractive to people who have maybe a little bit more of an academic background in the subject. So I really hope it reaches a broad, a broad base, not just for numbers-wise of people who follow the pod- podcast, but because I want to start a conversation that I'm dying to have. You see, there is a very personal motivation to this, I live in the middle of nowhere, and there are people where I live, there are, there are people who live more remotely than me, but just if I was to try to find people within the small population where I live, and there are a lot of quality people out here, but there are not a ton of them who want to go as deep into the subject as I want to go, and everybody wants to be able to discuss their passions with other people. And so I'm hoping with this podcast we can open up that discussion and talk to people, engage people who don't have any background on this or have a ton of background on this and bring us all together and make it very interactive. Now going back to these sources that we go to, I got I to talk a little bit more about this. A lot of these popular sources, the ones who pop up at the top of the Google search, Here's, here's the problem that I have with a lot of them. And it's not that they are worthless. They aren't. And they do present information that might be useful for somebody who's just barely getting started in this. However, the cultural context that the Scottish clans existed in was not as straightforward as a lot of these sources make it look. And here's what I mean specifically. You'll go on... One of these popular websites, and I'm not going to name them because I'm, I'm not trying to be negative in discussing their flaws, and so I'm not calling anybody out here, but you go on one of these websites, and what you'll see is a history of clan this or clan that. Now, first of all, we're using the same Gaelic or, or Gaelic word to describe all these different kindreds, and 
it creates a uniform presentation that they all kind of look the same. And you're gonna let, let's let's use an example. For instance, let's your uh, your last name actually comes from the Scottish borders. Let's say it is Elliot, and you're gonna look up your clan Elliot, or the Elliot clan, or the Elliot surname, or however you type this into the search bar, and you're gonna get uh, several of these common pages that are that have done a really good job with their SEO, their search engine optimization. And they're going to pop up at the top of your Google search and you're going to go to them. And as an Elliot, you're going to learn about your clan and how you operated. And it will tell you that they are a Scottish border clan, which is good. That's, that's good information as opposed to a Highland clan. And, but, the, but then they'll start telling you that this is your tartan and this is the pipe tune. And, and I haven't looked this up specifically for the Elliots, but I have seen this a lot that they'll tell you this is what the Gaelic word for an Elliot is. Now, what this does, the, the icon of Scotland is the Highlander. And a lot of the cultural symbols that are associated with Scotland are specifically Highland. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about kilts. I'm talking about every family has their specific tartan. I'm talking about the bagpipes. I'm talking about some of the well the 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 Gallic background. So let, let's let's talk about what's wrong with that. Now, I have zero problem with the fact that some of that culture has spread to other regions of Scotland. Zero. I think it's awesome that people from parts of Scotland that historically let's say during the 1500s never wore kilts. And that today they want to adopt that that part of Scottish culture. Zero problem with that. Love it. Love this that that's spreading. But the presentation that you're going to get as you do your little search for this and you visit some of these websites is you're going to get the image of a Highlander, despite the fact that the Elliots were not Highlanders. They did not even fight in the same way. The, the, the Elliots were were part of that turbulent border history, and so they they were fighters. However, as border as a border clan, they would have been largely light cavalry, whereas your Highlanders would have been largely light infantry. The Elliots would not have even spoken the same language as a Highland clan, like the Macintoshes or the Camerons or the McRae's or the McLeods. They, they, would, they would not have spoken the same language. They would have needed an interpreter to communicate with one another. And once again, the Elliots probably did not wear the kilt. And I don't know every single person, and I wasn't there, and I didn't watch what every single person wore in the historical period that we're talking about. But as far as we understand, the kilt was not widespread in the border country during the during the historical time of the clans as they when they operated as the basic social unit so so there's, there's that, that's the problem that I have with a lot of how the Scottish clans have been presented those are just a, a few examples of many 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 other examples that we could go deeper into now one of the I in my search in my reading about the different clans 
and, and once again, because of the nature of the location I live in, I don't live next to any big libraries. I can't just run down the road to this huge library and look at all these cool sources. I have to do most of my stuff on the internet. That's how I worked all the way through my master's program. It was an online program, and most of my sources, not all of them, but most of my sources are ones that I could acquire online. Now, there is one source that I felt that I had to go and buy, bought it on Amazon, and that is the Collins Scottish Clan, corrections, the Collins Scottish Clan and Family Encyclopedia. Now, why did I feel like I had to get that book? Because it is mentioned in every Wikipedia article on, the, on any clan that I've ever seen. And to prove my point, before I did this podcast, just wanted to back it up. I got on Wikipedia, which, let's face it, that pops up at the top of a lot of your Google searches, and I just picked five, or correction, ten clans just off the top of my head, and I try to pick them from different parts of Scotland. I've got five Highland clans. I did the Guns, the Robertsons, the McDonalds, the Campbells, and the Camerons. I threw a couple of, or uh, three border clans in there with the Johnstons, the Armstrongs, and the Humes as well as two clans from Eastern Scotland, the Forbes and the Ogilvies. Just These are clans that came to mind. I got 10 of them. I looked at the Wikipedia article for all 10 clans, and each one of them had this book that I just mentioned right there in the sources. And some were higher and some were lower, and I didn't look to see if it was alphabetically listed or how many times they popped up in the article. However, in in each case, this clan, this this book, it was in the sor- in the sources for this, or the references. Sorry, the references is how it's listed on, on Wikipedia. It was in there every single time, and the information from this book. I believe this is a foundation source that most of the people out there who are creating histories of Scottish clans are using this book. And I believe that this book needs to be reevaluated as about how they present it because I, I believe that the, that problem that I mentioned with how the different clans from the different parts of Scotland are presented, I believe a lot of that goes back to this book. And so that's what one of my episodes will be doing is I will be breaking down this book and how it presents the history and the strengths and the weaknesses of it. And at the end of the day, what I want to do with the talking about these Scottish clans is I want to strip away the tartanry. It's not just this book. A lot of how we perceive the Scottish clans comes from Victorian era marketing. For instance, the concept that every clan has their own tartan and you can tell who's who by looking at the set of colors and the way they're arranged on their kilt. There's some problems with that. And that comes right out of Victorian era Scotland and the marketing and these weavers who are making a ton of money on the on these products that they're putting out there. Now here's just in in concluding, here's some possible directions I want to go with this. I'm not saying we need to do away with all the popular sources on the internet, but perhaps with this podcast we could enhance what you can easily find with a quick Google search. I would love to do a string of ep- episodes on specifically the feuds of Scotland. That is one thing that I just think is really interesting. 
and we would have those in a series of episodes and look at ones, for instance, like everybody knows between the Campbells and the McDonald's or between the Macintoshes and their Clan Hatton allies and the Camerons, who, little known fact, are actually a, originally a confederation of clans themselves. So that'd be fun to go into, look at all the clan feuds. I would like to look at a comparison and contrast of clans in different regions of Scotland. That's what I actually wrote my master's thesis on, was the, a comparison and contrast of the Highland clans with the border clans in the realm of warfare between, the thir- between roughly 1300 and 1600. So I, I would like to dive further into that. I think that writing the thesis on that for my master's degree really just primed the pump and got me excited and showed me how to find some of these sources, and I'm excited to go farther into that. A Farther down the road, after we've had a chance to really look at a lot of the Scottish clans, I would like to compare the Scottish clans with the Irish clans. I've actually been looking into that a little bit lately, and there's some really interesting, not only connections, but some also really interesting contrasts and and differences between Scottish clans and Irish clans, which I think common culture at large really doesn't draw any distinguished difference between. This would lead into a broader conversation on tribal society within Britain and Ireland across the board. Maybe talk about the early tribes of Wales and England, not only the Celtic tribes of what became England but and, and, and Wales, but also some of these Anglo-Saxon original, originally tribes, but how that progressed into kingdoms and how things evolved from there. I just think it's fascinating that how, the, how these different regions of the, of the British Isles, Britain and Ireland, how they evolved in their different directions. Another part of that, that equation would be as feudalism is introduced, specifically to Scotland, how did that merge with this already entrenched tribal society? And what did that look like in Scotland versus Ireland? It's interesting that the introduction of feudalism into these two countries heavily impacted by, or heavily, I don't know how to say this, the Normans had a lot to do with it. But the way that the Normans became involved in Ireland was way different than how they became in Scotland. Completely different story, and it would be fun to jump into that a little bit. Because we have some of our major, major Scottish clans and Irish clans that are Norman in origin. Now, one really, really interesting thing that's being done lately that I'd like to dive into a little further with future episodes is DNA and the Scottish clans. Some fascinating work being done in that realm. I am not a scientist. My, my comfort zone is history, and that's what I've spent most of my time looking at, but I have seen some really cool things that are going on with breakthroughs in DNA uh, technology and application as it specifically as it relates to the Scottish clans. What I would like to do in the future is get some of the big names in this field involved in this podcast via interviews. I some of the well, I, I won't mention any specific names. I've got a whole list of people that I'd love to be a part of this podcast. 
and we'll uh, <laughs> these people have done some great work that are, that that really has a lot of relevant information for this subject. I'd love to start getting some of those on in the future. Some of those those scholars and those people who have had a an impact on this field. Anyway, that's that's all I've got for today's episode. Is just hey, here we are. Here's what we're going to be doing. I hope you'll enjoy what we have to to produce here. I hope this will become, like I said earlier, an interaction, not a one way thing. I'll have I'll in a, a very very in the very near future. I'll tell you how we can begin this dialogue, exactly where you can go online to post a, a comment, ask a question, share some insight, or maybe correct me on something that I've got wrong. I don't claim to know everything about this subject. I just want to talk about it. I just had to have some sort of outlet for this interest of mine. Uh, I would even call it a passion. And I know there's people out there who know some stuff I don't, and I'm excited to, whether it's a, being corrected or being educated, enhanced, questions that pop up. I'm looking forward to all of that. And so I'll give you more information in the future on how we can do that. But for today, this is all I have. You have a great day, and I'll look forward to interacting with you more in the future.